Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. We're just gonna dive right into this episode. I'm not gonna lie, I am really, really nervous for these series that I'm gonna be doing. I'm going to be doing over the next month or two about different personality tests that I have taken and what my results are. And it makes me nervous right now because I feel like I'm really going through it. And it's a sense of vulnerability and opening up to whoever listens to it. And yeah, I'm just, I'm nervous because right now I feel like I am having an identity crisis in my 20s, which, you know what, I feel like a lot of 20-year-olds go through this, but the way that it started for me is not good and it's really hurt me and yeah, all of that, but whatever. So we're starting out with the Enneagram types because that was one of the first um, personality tests that I came across ever in my whole life. So I took it probably about a year and a half ago and I found out which what my Enneagram type was. And let me tell you, that was game changer for me. It was definitely, I don't want to be dramatic and say life-changing, but it honestly did help me in a lot of ways and it still is continuing to help me. Um, the only issue I have with personality tests is that people will tend to use it as an excuse to justify certain behaviors or other people will put others in a box because of their said personality type. So that is something that I do not do and I actually call people out when I notice that they're falling into that um, whether it be for themselves or they're putting other people in a box. I'm quick to call them out and I'm quick to call myself out if I ever fall into that. So I'm not saying that I've never done it and I never will do it because we're all human and it's a very simple thing to fall into, but that is something that I really dislike about personality tests. So I try to be as cautious as I can with that. But again, these tests have really helped me to become more confident in myself and to not feel so alone, especially this last season. I used to actually be really proud and quick to tell people what my Enneagram number was. But then I started being involved around certain people and certain groups and they quickly made me feel like that was not okay and that my characteristics were not accepted or not allowed and extremely looked down upon. That's what I felt. And so then super, super quick, like crazy quick, I became almost insecure about being this certain Enneagram type because a lot of us were talking about our Enneagram numbers and it was just really interesting to me how quickly I felt like, oh, oh, I shouldn't just tell anybody that I'm this Enneagram number. So enough of the anticipation. If you know me, you already know. It's super, super obvious if you know me, but I am an Enneagram 8 and the title for that is called The Challenger. Now, I feel like that is really fitting for all eights, especially for me. Um, some of the characteristics that an app that I went to described an eight is self-assured, driven, loyal, direct. Now, I have thoughts on all of these, but 
I agree with them all, for me personally at least. I am a very driven individual. I get things done. I don't like to be idle for a long time. I, If I know there's a project to be done, I'm not going to just stand around and wait for other people to start it. I will just start it myself, especially if I know what I'm doing. And then loyal, I feel like this gets kind of like thrown under the water for eights. Um, we are very loyal people. It may not come out in the way that is most commonly accepted or viewed as loyal, but we're extremely protective people. So if you've become someone that we love deeply and care for a lot, or even someone we see that is being treated poorly, we will become extremely protective and do whatever it takes to protect you or to help you in whatever way that we physically and mentally can. And I've experienced that with myself. I have gone to great lengths for a lot of my friends, whether that be speaking up for them when they're not present, if they're being talked about, whether it be with them like in person or if someone is calling them out on something that's not right or not true to their face and I notice that they're shutting down, I will quickly step in and help them and talk to the person that is talking to them like that. And then alongside with that is direct. I feel like this one gets me in trouble a lot and I don't necessarily mean for it too. It's just that I am a direct person. A lot of the times when I was younger, um, there would be situations going on at home and people would never actually tell me what was going on. Like other family members would be like, oh, they're just gone again for a little while. Like they'll be back, blah, blah, blah. And they wouldn't come back and it would be a really long time. And I would have to find out through someone else or someone who was not afraid to tell me the truth. And I, it's sugarcoating. I don't like sugarcoating. I don't like when people avoid the truth for my protection, which I don't really believe that that is protecting me as a child. Maybe whatever. I'm not a parent. I was an adult in that situation, but I believe that telling the truth, no matter how hard it is to hear, is the best outcome for both parties. Um, obviously, say that in a loving and kind manner in the best way that you know, but yeah, I do not sugarcoat things at all in the slightest. So another thing that a lot of people I have noticed like around me and then on the internet tend to say the quote for Enneagram 8s is my way or the highway. That's how people describe 8s is that it is their way or the highway. And I've jokingly said that to people around me, but that's just like, I'm going to kind of argue against that because, yes, we are very direct and assertive people and we're not afraid to say what we think is right, but that doesn't mean that we are right. So, if you have a great argument or a, another way that you think would be better, better than my way, I want to hear what you think is better. I might be very direct and seemingly angry. However, I'm most likely not angry. I'm just feeling passionate because I want to do whatever I'm doing in the absolute best way that I can. And so obviously, until I've heard other, I am going to think that my way is probably the best way. But if you come to me in a way that is like, hey, I hear your idea, that's great, but what about this way? 
And if I think it's great, I will easily lay down my plans and will take up the way that you just presented to me. But I feel like a lot of that actually stems for the desire and the passion to lead. A lot of Enneagram 8s are natural leaders and I can speak to that for myself. I like to be in leadership positions. I like to lead people. It is something that I am passionate about and I feel like when I'm in the right seasons, I have the voice to do that. Uh, So I feel like because I have the natural gift to lead or a lot of eights, we are going to just be the first ones, some of the first ones to say, this is what we're doing. This is how it's going to get done. And a lot of the times that can come across as my way or the highway. Well, I believe we're not necessarily meaning for it to be like that. I think it's just because we're leading and we've not noticed or had seen anyone else speaking up to do another way. So if you're friends with an eight and they're speaking to you like that, just go to them and have facts and have a thorough and thought out way to do something. And most likely, if it's a great way, we will kindly put ours aside and do what you just presented to us. It's honestly that simple. I feel like a lot of people overcomplicate eights because we are intimidating to a lot of people. We're intimidating people because of the way that we communicate. And so that can bring on a lot of different conflicts and all of that. But I feel like eights are really simple people. We just have a lot of gusto in us, if you will. So kind of piggybacking off of that and like getting lost in the passion and all that, I feel like, okay, let me backtrack. When an eight is in their healthiest, they go to an Enneagram two, which a two is, I don't have notes on what a two is, but from my general knowledge, twos are very caring and all like people orientated and generally are viewed as like the nicest Enneagram type. So when an eight is their healthiest, they will act or respond as a two, like in an eight way. And I feel like people get lost in the passion and don't actually see that we care or hear the words that we're saying in the wrong way because of the way that we're communicating, because we're saying it a little bit more direct than what you're used to I feel like a lot of people get lost in the translation (laughs) I feel like I experience that a lot like I'll say something out of 100% love and I'm coming from it from a very pure place and wanting to help the person be a better person and to be in a better place and I'll say something like let me think of an example okay so a long time ago I had a friend come to me and they were talking about a certain situation and relationship that they had been in. They kept coming and coming and coming back to me and I kept listening over and over and over again. Well, there finally came a breaking point for me where I just decided, you know what, I need to tell this person that I do not think this relationship is good and I don't think that it's healthy for them and for the other person involved and I think there is a lack of boundaries and with that a lot of codependency happening so I called the person and I asked if we could talk and I told them basically just that that I think there's a lack of boundaries there's codependency happening and that this isn't great well they were extremely taken back 
and just couldn't believe that I had the audacity to, oh, wow, I said that really weird, audacity, oh my goodness, for choir, I sang a song called Audacity of Hope, and we had to sing it in the recording studio so many stinking times, and so you'd think I'd be able to say the word, but anyway, they were just flabbergasted that I felt like I could say that to them, and I was a little taken back, and I said it as caring as I could. I had thought out so, so much, and that's also the other thing is that I'm the type of eight where when I confront somebody, it's not based off of impulse, and it's not like just driven by this anger that eights get pegged as. It's for me, I overthink. I'm thinking 24-7 and when I know that I have to confront somebody, it's the only thing that's on my brain. So you can guarantee that I thought over and over and over and over and over again how I can say this. And yeah, I'm not going to lie, in the beginning when I'm thinking about it in my head, it is a lot more direct and a lot more rude. But since I'm overthinking, I realize, oh, you know what? That's not the kindest thing. I want to love this person. So I think about it. And then the way that I say it to them is the way that I thought, yeah, this is still staying true to myself. And this is getting the point across because again, eights are very direct people and we don't like to sugarcoat things. So I do feel like that is really hurtful because I feel like eights get overlooked a lot as just the mean ones and the villains, right? Like in Marvel movies and all that, everyone would most likely peg the villains as the Enneagram eights. And that is actually, I feel really harmful to people who are eights, let alone female eights. So I have a friend, he's a guy, and uh, actually... I only know one female eight and she's amazing. We have a lot of great conversations on personality stuff because we understand each other. Um, But all the others, I know a handful of eights and they are all men. And you know what? I really relate to them and I understand them and I feel like they understand me and I feel like I can go to them for advice because they're going to know how to speak it to me in a way that like gets into my brain. But no, I forgot what I was saying. Okay, I remembered what I was going to say. So I have a friend and he's a guy and he's an Enneagram 8. And a whole bunch of my friends and I were all at a wedding this last weekend. And he had came up to our table and said something. I genuinely can't remember what it was, but I laughed. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like everyone else laughed and thought it was funny. And I turned to his wife and I was like, dude. I could have never said that. If I would have said that, everyone would have thought that I was extremely mean and like just this like worst terrible person ever. But because he's a guy, he totally got away with it. And ever since then, I've been noticing the different men in my life that are Enneagram 8s, the things that they say that I have said or say something extremely similar, but they get a completely different reaction from people than I do or than I would. And we deliver it in the same tone. So it's not like they're saying it in a funny, like sarcastic way. We're saying it in the exact same way, 
but it's perceived extremely differently. And so that kind of brings me to my next point, which I never really realized until a while ago. I have been exploring this idea prior to this last weekend, but I feel like Enneagram 8s that are females don't fit into people's mold of femininity and I think that that's extremely true and I think my examples just prove that is that I could say one thing and then my guy friend who's an 8 could say the exact same thing and they're going to be taken extremely different. He would get praised for it. Oh. Okay, so my town we're re-electing people for sheriff and he just rang my doorbell and was like at the end of his little spiel you have any questions and I was trying to think of something and then I just was like oh you know I'm not gonna lie I don't really know anything about all these election stuff so sorry but thanks for coming (laughs) and I felt extremely awkward but oh what do you do like what I don't know what kind of questions I would ask he's on his church board so could have gave him applause for that okay so anyway I don't have a lot more thoughts on that aspect of it it's just that has been something that I've been recognizing and really dealing with because back to my slight identity crisis because of that it has made me feel like okay yeah maybe something is wrong with me and It's made me become really quiet these last few months, probably, and I feel like I'm finally coming out of it, but it's made me feel like I I have to be quiet because that's what the other women around me are doing. They're they're quiet, they're soft-spoken, they're super, super energetic and really loving and get along with literally everyone and will talk to anyone that looks at them. Now... That just is not me. I love people and I love everyone and I care deeply for everyone that I'm around. However, it is not in my personality to want to be extremely energetic and extremely like over the top with excitement and like joy is the word that's coming to my mind, but I do have a lot of joy, but I feel like that paints the picture for you. And so that has been really hard and I found it's best to just surround myself with people who actually want to ask me questions of like, oh, hmm, why did you say that that way? Like, that didn't hurt my feelings, but I want to know deeper why you said that or that did hurt my feelings that you said it that way. Can you please explain? People who want to ask questions to get to know me more because I do that for people. If they say something and I don't understand it, and it hurts me, I am going to ask them, why did you say that? Why did you say it to me like that? And then also people who just honestly get Enneagram 8s. I feel like uh, this could just be me because I feel like I am having that identity crisis as a (laughs) 23-year-old, but I feel like it's so much more acceptable to be like an Enneagram. Oh, Oh my goodness. Uh, an Enneagram 2. I feel like it is more acceptable to be an Enneagram 2 or, you know, I don't even know. I feel like any other number is acceptable and maybe that's like a pity party, but (laughs) I feel like I know a good handful of other numbers and like 
Enneagram 8's main passion is anger. That's how other people, or like that's what all the websites and all the apps say is that like our lust or our thing that gets us going is anger and passion. And anger doesn't mean like I'm punching walls and just screaming at everyone that comes into my site. It means that I am extremely passionate about things and I am going to show that passion however that looks. And with growth and maturity, that changes over time. So I I don't know. I just am, you know, struggling. But I did realize I forgot to mention the basic fear of Enneagram 8s is control and another like sublet of that is vulnerability. Uh, that is extremely true for me. I have a really hard time being vulnerable. I have definitely figured out how to make it seem like I'm being vulnerable. I know that sounds really terrible, but I could tell you my whole entire life story and how my childhood was with like really no expression. Like not that I've, it's like, how do I explain it? I've not become numb to it, but I just, I don't like being vulnerable. And if I don't feel safe with you, I am not going to truly be vulnerable. But I could tell you something that seems like it should be or is vulnerable for me, but I've learned how to shut that off. I am working to come out of that and I am trying to be more vulnerable with people as they come into my life and as we have different conversations and all that. But that is a downfall for eights is that it is extremely hard for us to open up for people and trust. Trust is a really big thing for eights. I know that once trust is broken in an eight and in me, it is extremely hard to rebuild that. And I feel like it's important for eights to see growth in the other person and like they need to admit what they did to break our trust. And so I feel like if I don't hear that you've admitted like, yes, I acknowledge I hurt you. I broke your trust. I did X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. If I don't hear that and see that in your action and the way that you carry out further conversations, it is really hard for me to regain that trust and intimacy. Now, speaking of intimacy, um, eights tend to create intimacy through confrontation and this has always kind of baffled my mind. I've been really confused at it at times, but then also like I really understand it if I'm being honest. So I am not afraid of confrontation. I am probably one of the first ones to confront someone or be one of the first ones to say, hey, let's talk about this. We need to clear the air on this. But that makes it sound like we create intimacy through confrontation. That really makes it sound like eights are just out there seeking um, arguments and picking to have fights. That, at least for me, and I can feel like speak for my other eights in my life, that that is not the case. It's just that if we feel safe with you and if we feel like we can be vulnerable with you, we will not shy away from confrontation. And if someone is able to have a like a mutual like respected confrontation back with us that shows great respect and to me that makes me feel really loved when someone in my life can sit down with me and have a confrontation or an argument with me that makes me feel really loved because that means that 
they actually care and it means that I actually care. So if I come to you with an argument or a confrontation, that means that I actually care about our friendship because it is extremely easy for eights to just be done and to walk away and quite frankly have nothing else to do with the person. But that's not how I like to do things, but that, so if I've become silent, that's usually not a great sign. And that'll kind of lead us into the next episode. So I will again be talking about personalities and that one will be on the Myers-Briggs. So with that closing of kind of easily being able to walk away and end things, I want to hear what you guys think my Myers-Briggs personality test is. If you know, you can say, but don't say that you know it's because you know me. I want people to be giving their best guesses. So I'll be posting something on Instagram. So interact with this of this conversation about Enneagram 8s. And then if you think you know what my Myers-Briggs is, you can comment that there. Um, Yeah, I did give you a slight hint, but I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I feel like it was all over the place and I was out of breath the whole entire time because I was really nervous to record this, but I am also super excited to get it out there because I love being an Enneagram 8. I think it helps me to get things done. It helps me to create strong and really personable relationships if, you know, both parties are honest and if both people can admit when they're hurt and when things have not been handled right and oh you know what I forgot there was a quote I'm not gonna end on a sad note but there's a quote from the website Truity and they do a lot with Enneagrams or maybe they all just solely Enneagrams but anyway it says Enneagram 8s are big characters and they can be too much for some people and yeah sometimes I feel like like I definitely am too much for some people because of the way that I will talk about things or the way that I'll bring things up. And that's been really hard this last season. But it's been really good for me, like personally, because it's brought a lot of growth and a lot of nice conversations with God. (laughs) So all in all, it's been good. So yeah, anyway, I was really nervous, but I'm also just super excited to get it out there because I feel like this will help people to understand who eights are and really what we're all about. And we're not all about just my way or the highway, suck it up type thing. We're actually super deep, caring, and sensitive people. It's just you have to kind of dig to get to know that and see that side. So, anyway, be sure to go follow my Instagram. Seriously, that is the third time. Honestly, my doorbell never rings. And then, of course, the one time I'm in a time crunch, it rings three times. <laughs> okay, but anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you for hearing me out. And if you know an eight in your life, tell them how much you love them and how much you really appreciate their bluntness and directness because we need to hear that. Words of affirmations, I feel like, are really important to Enneagram 8s. So with that, I'm extremely out of breath from running to my door and back. I have to go, so signing off.